invite you all, if you have your Bibles, invite you to turn with us to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 1. Numbers chapter 1. We'll read through verses 54. Prior to reading, the children of Israel have been delivered out of the hand of Pharaoh and out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord simply said to Moses, their leader, He said, I want you to select men from every tribe that is 20 years old or older and that is physically fit to be in the army for Israel. And all these were selected. And there was a total of 603,550 well-qualified men. Now the tribe of Levites, Moses said, God said to Moses, do not select these men to fight in a battle, for I want them to tend to the tabernacle, putting it up and taking it down, guarding it and moving it. And so I thought about these old boys. They were tabernacle tenders. Some of you are tabernacle tenders. You have to take care of this building in all kinds of ways. You see to it that everything is lined up and ready. Some of you are even on guard as to who might come in here to create something that we wouldn't be happy about. Tabernacle tenders. Now with that in mind, look at verse 49. Only thou shalt number the tribe of Levi, neither take them the sum of them among the children of Israel. But thou shalt appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of testimony, and over all the vessels thereof, and over all the things that belong to it. They shall bear the tabernacle and all the vessels thereof, and they shall minister unto it, and shall encamp round about the tabernacle. And when the tabernacle sitteth, uh, sitteth for reward, the Levites shall take it down. And when the tabernacle is to be pitched, the Levites shall pitch it up. And the stranger that cometh nigh unto this shall be put to death. And the children of Israel shall pitch their tents, every man by his own camp, and every man by his own standard throughout their host. But the Levites shall pitch round about the tabernacle of testimony, that there be no wrath upon the congregation of the children of Israel. And the Levites shall keep the charge of the tabernacle of testimony. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. Father, thank you for your well-planned plans for us even from the tabernacle all the way up to our present worship center. Lord, we thank you for those who help take care of this place, who see to it that the air, the heat, the lights, the chairs, the cushions, the songbooks, the bulletins, all this stuff, Lord, comes together when we meet to worship and to praise you. And Lord, I thank you for those. And I pray that you'd bless now. Speak to our hearts concerning our standards for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want you to notice verse 52. It simply says, And the children of Israel shall pitch their tents. Notice what it says. 
Every man by his own camp and every man by his own standard throughout their host. The question is this, what is God's standard for today? I think it was this week, I watched the news try to every day, and I forget where it was, what, what's going on, but there is a, they're trying to pass a bill now to put prayer back in the school. I said, praise God, we at Orchard Park still preaching the Word of God and praying out loud. Hey, last Monday, I just got to tell you this. Four little boys come up, preach, Kenny, we want to be saved. I said, okay, let's go out in the hall. Well, usually we go into a side room and close the door where all distractions are taken away. On this particular day, there happened to be a teacher's meeting going on. We'd done gone in and started the Good News Club, and the teachers had moved into this room, and so we couldn't go in there. So I looked around, and there was a, just some seats, one little old bench right there in the corner. So I said, boys, just gather around Preacher Kenny here. I'll sit on the bench. Y'all just kneel around me. And I went through this little cartoon thing that we have of how to be saved. And I questioned each one of the boys, why did you come out here? I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want to go to heaven. And so I talked all the way through them, sharing scripture with them. And I said, now boys, now listen. I said, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, it says we can be saved. And I said, are you boys, did anybody make you come out here? No, sir. We come on our own. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I'm going to ask you to repeat the prayer after me. And I said, I want you to believe what you're saying. Yes, sir. I got out in the middle of them, on my knees with them. And I simply said, and they repeated right after me, Lord Jesus, I come this afternoon asking you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my heart and to save my soul. I wish you could have heard those four little voices ringing down the halls because we were at a crossroads. It was a hallway in front, behind, left, and right. And, all, you know, I could hear people walking. You know, there was, there was people walking in the hall. But these four little boys were concentrating on what I was leading them to say. And their little voices was just echoing down that hall. I thought, Lord, what a time. Well, when we finished, I said, boys, listen. I said, up in heaven right now, the angels are having a party. One little boy said, a party? I said, yes. I said, the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice when one person gets saved. My goodness. I, it's, I can't even describe it to you. They can pass all the bills they want to. The only way I'm going to stop going in over there and, and, and t teaching and preaching, Brother Mike may have to come to arrest me, but they'll have to cut my tongue out before I shut up. I pay taxes, I pay them every year. That's my school over there. That don't belong to the government. Hello? Now, what is God's standard? You know what we say as man, I want to do like I want to do. I want to do it as long as I want to do it. I want to say all I want to say when I want to say, and I don't want you telling me what to do. That's man's standards. Let me tell you about man's standards. They are a mess. They are a flop. 
And the reason we have so much trouble in households, the reason we have so much trouble at school and everywhere else all the way to the White House because man has allowed it to become a flop. All the way from the top to the bottom, it is a pure, sloppy flop. Do you understand? I don't have to tell you what's going on. Folk, we are in a mess. We're in trouble. And we need to beg Jesus to come on back and get us out of here. That's, that's the only hope we have. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not as old as some of you, but I'm, I'm an old man now. Hey, going or coming. I'm a winner either way. But I fear for my grandbabies of what they're going to have to face and what they're going to have to stand up against. The only defense they have is the Lord Jesus Christ. The shield of faith to ward off the fiery darts that are coming at us even right now. You can realize this or not realize this. Satan is in this room right here in somebody. If you're lost, Satan is in you. And the rest of us who are saved, he hates our guts. Do you understand? He hates us. He doesn't want things to go right for us. I mean, it's constant trouble, turmoil, troubles, trials, and tribulations. It's every day in our life. Men, I want you to listen. If you don't hear nothing else this morning, you, my friend, need to set some standards in your household. I want to tell you, I come from a, thank God I was born into a Christian home. I wasn't a Christian, by the way, okay? I was born into a Christian home. And I was lost all the way till about 12 years old. We had standards in our house. Listen, my mama, my mama never, ever come to my room and say, you need to clean this mess up, make up that bed. Not one time. Not one time. Let me tell you something. If you ever been in a dog pen, you ever been in a dog house, it's nasty, it smells, and it stinks. That's the way your room is. If you don't make your bed up, if you don't keep your room picked up, it's like going in a dog pen. My mama never did say, you need to get this bed made up. Listen, even now, Lynn and I, hey, years and years and years, oh, sorry me, I laid piled up in the bed while she went to make a living. Oh, I worked, but I didn't get up as early as her. So that left me having to make the bed up. I'm going to tell you something, there wasn't not one time that bed wasn't made up. And now it's whoever gets out of it last makes it up, but most of the time it's us together making that bed up. Because when I crawl in it at night, I want it to feel slick and cool and smooth. Wadded up sheets and, and twisted up pillars. and I want it ready, buddy, because when I get ready to lay down, I want to lay down. I don't want to have to fix the bed to get in it. <clears throat> you ever notice a dog when he gets ready to lay down? You know, he's trying to get himself fixed, trying to get his bed fixed. I ain't got time for that. When I get ready to go, I want to go. I want to lay down. Listen, guys, you need to set some standards in your household. My daddy not once said, son, the grass needs cutting. That's a standard at the house. I knew it was my job. Lawnmower wouldn't work. It's my job. Get it fixed. No, he never beat me. He never fussed at me. He just put it like it is. Here's what I want done, and here's when I want it done. And I prided myself. If Daddy gave me stuff to do, I got it done early in the week. Because you know what? Guess what? Boy, I had a bicycle, I walked. Then I got a bicycle. 
But I could go anywhere I wanted to on Friday after school and all day Saturday if all my chores were done. He didn't have to say, hey, you didn't get this done. Uh-uh, buddy. Walk behind me if you want to. You wouldn't see no slop. It was a standard at the house that daddy was in charge. And there's no use in me getting a whooping because I didn't do what he asked me to do. When I went to the table, I didn't sit down and say, I don't like this. I don't like that. Never. What mama fixed, that's what we eat. I feel sorry for you mothers who have cowed down and because Junior don't like this, you've got to fix him something extra. Bull! He needs to eat what you fix. And I'll tell you something else. You better not leave food on your plate, buddy, or it'll show up on the next meal. Oh, we, we can't do him that way. Do him that way. He'll learn. I want to tell you something. Standards are getting sloppier and sloppier in our church family. It's time, men, you stood up and run your household the way God wants it to be run. I, I thank God for my mom and daddy. And then, along the story short, a lot happened between there and when I landed at Fruitland, Bible, Bab, Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute. I thank you, whoever picked out victory in Jesus, because in our class of boys and girls that went through our class that season, that was our theme song, Victory in Jesus. Buddy, when you walked into class, you wasn't in there to get, catch up on your homework. You put your stuff in order. The class president stood up, and he would lead us in Victory in Jesus, day in, day out, day in, day out. I know it by heart, and it's a part of me. Because he shed his blood for me and called me to be saved and called me to preach his word. It's a standard. Listen, y'all, I've come too far to let my standard down. I can't afford to let my standard down. Listen, God says, I want you to do it my way. My standard is best. Let me give it to you right quick. I got 25 minutes past 11 if my watch is right. And if it's not right, hello? It ain't right. How much? Well, I'm doing well then. When I first looked at it this morning, it was 9.30. I said, wow, I got plenty of time. Had to run it back forward. Okay, first of all, God's standard, that all men everywhere be saved. Let me tell you something. The Bible said it is not God's will that any person perish and go to a devil's hell, but that all may come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. A, B, C. Admit we are a low-down sinner. B is for believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And C is to confess our sins and invite him into our heart. And he has promised on the authority of his word that he will save us. Buddy, that'll work anywhere. A, B, C. Simple. God made it simple. He fixed it where it's simple. And let me, let me, let me share with you right quick. I know some of you are writing. Uh, write down 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. You don't have to turn there. I've already got it. He says, I exhort thee first. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men. 
for kings and for all that dwell in authority. Daddy, that's you. You are supposed to be in the authority. Okay, listen. Peaceable with all godliness and honesty. Listen to this. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We don't see him. He sees us. He's watching. He sees every move, every step. He knows what I'm going to say before I say it. Verse 4 says, Who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth? Who is God? Who is Jesus? He is the one that created this world. Our Lord Jesus died on the cross for our sins, buried, rose again. Those little kids at Good, uh, uh, good News Club Orchard Park know that. You can ask any of them, who died for you? Jesus. But you know what I'm finding? Now listen, now I'm not trying to steer them in the wrong way. I'll say, where, where do we want to go when we die if we we're saved? Heaven. They'll blast it out. Heaven. I said, what if you don't get saved? Where are you going? You know what to say? Down there. So down there, where, what is down there? Well, you know what? I said, what is da- where is the devil going to be when it's over with? They say, hell. As you got it right. Do you want to go there with him? Hey, that's to any and everybody. I don't want to go with him. I'm already coached up enough by him without going and spend eternity with him. So, God's standard is that all men be saved. Secondly, that all, all listen, uh, that all we as his children would trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If you haven't been coming on Wednesday night, that's what we've been working on. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will. He's promised to direct our paths. I need to know which way to go. Just because I've been selected pastor of this church, it don't mean I know every direction to go, y'all. I must rely on him to guide and to, and to show me which way does this outfit need to go. Listen, Moses was listening to God and God said, you pick men out of every tribe except Levi. Pick men 20 years and older who are fit and ready for battle because I want them in the army of Israel. But all that other crowd, the Levite crowd, I don't want you messing with them boys because I got a special job for them. Tabernacle tenders. They're going to take care of this tabernacle. If you don't know what a tabernacle is, hey, it was a worship center, okay? It was a worship center that had to be put up and taken down, put up and taken down. It was just like a big tent, okay? And here they go. They had to take it down. They had to move it. They had to set it up. And everybody, if you read the story, everybody had their own job. You didn't have to do your job in somebody else's. Every man stood in his place and did what he had been called to do, so they made it happen. Most of us, I said most of us, when we were, if we were to arrive here, doors locked, we couldn't get in. Most of us. We were to arrive here, the doors unlocked, come in, it's cold in here, it's freezing outside and it's cold in here. We wouldn't know what to do. We come in here and it's hot, we wouldn't know what to do. If the chairs are all folded up and put away, we wouldn't know what to do. I, I couldn't tell you about this soundboard over here. There's no way I could tell you which way, which button, uh, switch and all that. I don't have to. I have tabernacle tenders that takes care of this outfit. And thank God. Hey, people say, how's it going at First Baptist? I said, well, I was there Sunday. Or our Sunday night, you know, according to when they're asking me. I said, I'm just trying to preach, visit, 
and love people. And I've tried my best to tell my preacher boys, and I've tried my best to tell other pastors when, they, when they're in trouble. So listen, that's three things, son, you're going to give an account for. You better be preaching the word. You better be loving the people. You better be visiting. This rest home, the shut-in crowd. Hey, they can't come here anymore. Lady one told me one time, she said, Preacher, it's done for, for me. I, I, I can't do anything else. I'm useless. I said, well, do, do you pray? Sure I do. I said, do you pray for your church? Sure I do. I said, do you pray for your preacher? Sure I do. I said, you've got a big responsibility. Don't discount this crowd that's laying up sorry. Hey, maybe it's because we hadn't went and, and, and visited them is the reason they're sorry. But don't discount that crowd that's in the rest home and, and that's uh, uh, shutty and homebound. Don't discount those guys. They used to come. They used to be a part. And now they're unable, so it's up to us to thank them and praise them for just nothing else but, pray, but praying. Miss Lucy Lee, bless her heart, she talked about playing the piano. And I just sat there and listened. Well, another time or two, Lynn and I went. She said, you know what I did this week? I said, what? She said, I played the piano. She said, my fingers were stiff. I said, I played the piano. I mean, hey, we need to brag on them. It's not time to discount that crowd. It's a standard. Where would all of us be had not our elderly crowd set up a standard and say, hey, we need a worship center right here in First Baptist in Westminster. We want it put right here. And we want a church building raised up. And we want preachers and deacons and teachers. And we want people to come. How many years ago? 180, what is it? Somebody help me right quick. Huh? Surely to goodness somebody knows. Where's Daryl Bibb? Hey! 1831. How much, Daryl? 183. That's a long time. I don't know any 183-year-old people, do you? All that crowd that started this is gone. If Jesus don't soon come, this crowd right here will be gone. There'll be another crowd. Unless we drop the ball. Unless we lower the standard. Hey, you don't have to go to church. My forefathers didn't go to church. I didn't go to church. I've talked to people before, and a man said, well, my folk didn't go to church, and so that's why I don't go. I said, well, your folks still live? He said, no, they're gone. Do you know where they are? Have no idea. I said, where are you planning to go? Don't know. Would you like to know? Don't care. That's about the society we're living in. Don't care. They don't care if Jesus comes or not. Watching TV again, this girl on there sitting back, folded arms, said, I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. And I'm thinking to myself, baby, you wait till you stand before God and cry, I'm an atheist, and see what God says, and see where you go. Standards are important. That all men be saved. That all men trust God. Thirdly, listen, that we as God's children might answer his call. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 4, and when he puts forth his sheep, he goes before them. He calls them by name. They know his voice, and he knows theirs. They trust him. They answer his call. Now, let me tell you something about that call, okay? It's a still, small voice. It's a calling of God through the Holy Spirit that we go forth and do what he asks us to do, whether it be teaching, Preaching, becoming a deacon, 
working in the church in any play, any, any part of this outfit. It's a calling. Listen, if, in music, if it's not a calling, listen, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. If, if you haven't been called and felt led to do what you're doing, and many of you are very capable of carrying on and doing, I've done seen it. And don't drop the ball. Don't lower the standard. Keep it up for the glory of God. All right? Now listen, number four. Nothing shall be impossible without God. Listen, with God. Matthew 19, 26. I underline twice. With God, with God, with God, with God. Nothing is impossible. With God. Say it with me out loud. With God. Listen, you can move mountains with God. You say, well, I got a mountain that just won't go anywhere. Well, you've got to check your faith. You know how much faith do you have? Oh, Lord, give me all the faith you need. I need this thing. Get out of my way right now. Go give me that faith where it'll move. Don't happen that way, babe. I'm sorry. You got, you, got to, you got to work at it. Give yourself wholly to God. Lord, what would you have me do? You know, I, I want to be the kind of pastor that this church raises up young people who are not ashamed of the gospel, young people who are not afraid to tell their classmates that Jesus died for their sins, and if they don't get saved, they're going to hell. It's just that simple. Oh, people don't want to hear that word hell. That's awful. Yes, it is. It's an awful place. The rich man is still there waiting on water that ain't going to come. I beg you, keep the standard high. Number five, a daily, daily talking to Jesus. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. I want you to listen to this. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Isaiah was born way, way before Jesus came on the scene. And he was under such conviction. In chapter 6 of Isaiah, I believe it is, he said, here am I, just send me. I mean, my nerves are so tore up. God, just send me. I'll go anywhere. Listen to what he says. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You mean God's going to move? He ain't got nowhere to go, right? But he might. He could. If you turn your back on him, he may not hear you when you cry. That's why it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. In a setting such as this, listen, a Holy Spirit is present, okay? He's speaking to hearts right now. But some of you, us, we are so stubborn, so hard-headed, we will not obey the Lord. God's near right now. He might decide to pull out. What are you going to do if he pulls out? Somebody says, all you're doing for the, for the Lord, what if you are wrong? I said, well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, buddy, if I'm right, I got it all to gain. <laughs> what have I got to lose? I'm having a good time doing what I'm doing. And if it's over, when it's over, it's over. But I've done what the Bible said. Okay, let me give you another one right quick. God's standard for us and his children is to abide in him. John 15, 5. Jesus said, I'm divine. You are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you bring forth much fruit. But without me, he said, you can't do anything. 
You can't do anything. Listen, within this room right here, there is all manner of education. There is all manner of skill right here in this very room. But without God, it'll not come out like it's supposed to. Oh, you may get by. You might come through okay. But without God, it's impossible to make it like he wants you to make it. And on top of that, it's impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The standard. Listen to this. Give me um, another one. We as God's children should be ready to meet Jesus. I can't tell you when that's going to happen. But I know it's going to happen. According to the Bible, it is going to happen. Um, let me give you a verse of Scripture in John fourteen three. Jesus said, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be. I don't know where heaven is. We've always classified it being up, out yonder somewhere. But Jesus is already there, guys. He's preparing a place for you and for me. And he is coming back. And he's going to get every soul who has been saved. And we're going home. We don't have to tolerate this stuff anymore. There won't be no more sorrow, no suffering, no death, no crying. All the things that we know about. Listen, I have flown on many of airplanes. And I always get blessed when I get by the window seat, you know. So I can look out and just watch that world just get smaller and smaller and smaller. First thing you know, it's out of sight. I'm thinking, man, I'm looking around. This little old thing's flying. You look out, you don't see a thing. You got your wings out there, and every once in a while you hit a little turbulence, and them wings, they'll do this, you know. Man, look at that engine, boy, it's a humming. You can hear it a humming. I've never been on one that coughed. We're little compared to God, but he loves us. He's gone to a perfect place. Let me give you a lesson. God's standard for us is to have a desire to help others. To help others. Listen, I just want to help you. Isaiah 14, 6 simply says, And everyone helped his neighbor. Everyone helped his neighbor. Whose standard are we living by? Ours or God's? Write this scripture down. We won't turn to it. Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of us? Three simple things. First of all, to do right. To have mercy. And to walk humbly with our God. You know, God left us the Ten Commandments. He said, I don't want you to have some other God before you other than me. And he said, I beg you, don't make no idol to worship. He said, please don't use my name in the wrong way. He said, would you just remember the Sabbath, keep it holy? He said, you know, I give you a mama and a daddy. I want you to honor them. He said, would you please not kill people because you hate them? 
said, would you not commit adultery? Would you please stay pure? Would you please don't steal? Would you please not bear false witness against your neighbor? And whatever you do, don't covet somebody's possessions. I want to tell you all something. Mac may remember in Fruitland, one of, the, one of the things, here again, it was a standard. Boys, this is the requirement for this class. You do this, you do this, you do this, you'll pass. Laid it all out in the beginning. It wasn't rules made up as we went. They were laid out in the beginning. So I want to tell you this. Do you want to pass? Do you want to pass from this life into the next life and be wonderfully satisfied and happy? You've got to be saved. Now listen, four little, uh, four little simple things. You've got to show up. You know, I guess I, you know, this is only my second church. I don't know that it'll be the last. But sitting before this committee, I said, what do you all expect out of me? Two words is all I heard. I won't tell you who said it. He's in here. He said, show up. You want to pass this class? Show up. You want to pass this class? Pay attention. You want to pass this class? Do your homework. You want to pass this class? Behave. This morning, now you listen, now I'm, I'm done. I feel a, a holy hush. You know what that means? Let me tell you. Y'all have been very attentive this morning. I haven't seen anything going on that shouldn't be going on. That it could be. But I want to thank you this morning for listening, for paying attention. Because I, I want you to pass. It's my responsibility to feed you, to, to serve you, so you'll pass. As some of my teachers would say sometimes, boys, pay attention. What I'm going to share with you today is going to be on the test. If you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't have a clue. I beg you, I challenge you today. Pay attention, show up, do your homework. Be here. Help others. But most of all, if you're not saved, I beg you this morning to come and accept the Lord. Maybe you've already been saved. You want to make it public this morning. God, the, He's here. He's waiting on you. Maybe you've been visiting a while and you feel like, hey, this is where I want to put myself down to worship. I invite you to come. Move your membership. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Obey the Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, how we do thank you for your plan. How we do thank you for your standard. God, I pray that you'd grip the hearts of every man in this room. If the man's missing, Lord, grip the hearts of every wife and mother in this room. That they'd set the standards for their children, for their home, and that they would stand on your holy ground and trust you. Father, I ask your will to be done. I thank you so much for the privilege to be in this place today. God bless every heart, every home that's represented. 
And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask this in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. I want to ask you.